G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, you will have noted through the election campaign that churches and Christian leaders have been reluctant to tell people how they should vote in this Saturday's election. Of course, voting reflects your personal choice and your one vote counts the same as every other one voter. That's what makes our democracy so powerful. We get the government that we vote for. However, one Christian organisation has been a little more forthright, informing Christians of the threat that comes with this election. Christian Schools Australia has taken the unprecedented step of urging parents with children at its schools around the country to vote according to their religious values. Christian Schools Australia is part of a national alliance of 329 Christian schools that have launched a campaign to protect religious freedom. Mark Spencer is the Executive Officer for Policy, Governance and Staff Relations at Christian Schools Australia. Mark's joining us. Hello, Mark. Welcome along to 2020. Thanks, Neil. Glad to be back. Mark, you were one of those Christian leaders who wrote to Bill Shorten and Scott Morrison seeking their commitment to protect religious beliefs. How do you evaluate the response, or was there an adequate response? Yeah, we were one of the groups to vote, uh, to, to, as you said, to both the Prime Minister and Opposition Leader earlier this week. Um, at this stage, we haven't had a response from the Opposition Leader. Um, we're merely relying upon previous comments from the Opposition and uh, from the Shadow Attorney-General, uh, Mark Dreyfus, uh, which we've received earlier in the campaign. Um, we have received, uh, late yesterday, a, a response from the, the Prime Minister, um, and that was, uh, look, I have to say, very helpful. Um, it made both his personal position uh, clear on, on these issues, issues of faith, um, and also commit the government to what it's going to do around guaranteeing uh, religious freedoms when they are planning on, on making changes to um, the exemption in the Sex Discrimination Act as they've promised to do last year. So no response from the alternative Prime Minister, the opposition leader Bill Shorten, that no doubt reinforces the sorts of fears that so many Christian leaders have held about what will happen on the left side of politics with their response to religious freedom and especially when it relates to schools, Mark? Look, uh, we had some very constructive uh, conversations, I have to say, early on with uh, Tanya Plebisic when, when these issues came up uh, late last year. Uh, since then, though, the, the, um, the conversation, the, the messages we've got, the uh, information we've received from the opposition seems to be uh, have become a little more more mixed, uh, a little bit more unclear. Um, I, I certainly don't want this to be an election issue. Certainly don't want it to be a partisan issue because it's too important for that. But you know, we, we would like to see a much clearer expression of, of their commitment to not just uh, protecting you know, freedom from discrimination, but also protecting freedom of religion. Now, the Shadow Attorney General, in his letter to us, said that he 
thinks that they, they can coexist, and we share that view. Um, we share that view of the opposition, but we'd just like to see uh, in writing a bit more clarity about how they see that happening, how they see it actually playing out in practice. As with many of these things, uh, to use that terrible old phrase, the devil's in the detail, Neil. And, and that's that's where the, the rub hits the road. Mark, you've sent something like 160,000 flyers uh, to homes around Australia, uh, some of those in electorates that are marginal electorates, and you're encouraging those people who live in those homes uh, to vote according to their conscience. What are you meaning by that? Well, again, and, and just to be very clear, we're not telling people how to vote. What we're trying to, to ensure is that people think about you know, religious freedom, their freedom as parents to choose a school that reflects their faith, values and beliefs. Um, the ability of the schools they choose to teach in accordance with those faith, values and beliefs and really to, to inculcate and lead the next generation into knowing who God is, his word, what it means for, for their lives. Those fundamental freedoms, the sort of things that people have fought and died for over the centuries. You, know, you talked in your introduction about you know, democracy and the privilege we have of voting. It's, it's a fundamental right in Australia, and religious freedoms are similarly fundamental right. It defines who we are as a nation, a fair go, you know, giving other people a fair go to believe what they want to believe, but allowing us to, as Christians to believe what, what we believe and teach that in our schools. Um, you know, there's lots of uh, money thrown around in election promises, and uh, you know you can look at how it might benefit you as a Christian financially, one way or the other. And you know, many of those things are important, and I'm not denying that. And uh, if you're struggling to put uh, put food on the table, it, it's it's obviously a critical issue that uh, the financial implications of an election. But beyond that, there are some lasting implications and things like freedom so we can just take for granted if we don't think about take the time to stop and think about how we're going to be affected potentially by how we vote on Saturday. Mark you're calling this and your flyer that you've sent to so many households all over Australia says this is the most critical uh, for religious freedom uh, election issue in living memory uh, that you know you can't understate can you just how significant it is uh, for people to be prepared and understand the issue here before voting the freedoms away absolutely we know that the next parliament is going to decide what happens with religious freedom in this country there's, there's no there's no doubt about that uh, both the government and the opposition um, uh, will be awaiting the report of the Australian Law Reform Commission and the Parliament will be deciding what happens with our religious freedom. Um, whoever forms government, that's going to be the case. And then we're going to have a Senate, and particularly a Senate crossbench, is probably going to be in the critical position of having to decide what legislation gets passed and, uh, and what doesn't get, go through there. Mark, there's something special about Christian schools and mums and dads are at the centre of this here. When mums and dads want to be able to make the choice to send their children to a school that reflects their values, uh, we're agreeing here that they ought to be able to do that. Uh, what is the uh, other side of the argument is to take that freedom away. Uh, what do you feel from the sorts of conversations you've had from parents? How do you reflect their response to that idea? They are quite fearful. There is quite a, a deal of fear uh, in the communities that, that uh, surround our schools 
about this issue. Uh, you might have also seen some polling we did earlier uh, in the week, which uh, a, a national poll, a representative poll conducted independently, um, twice the size of, of news poll, to give you an idea of the sort of magnitude of the, the, the poll we undertook. 70% of people in that national poll, representative sample across the country, said that they support the right of, of faith-based schools like ours, Christian schools, to employ staff who share our faith values and beliefs. And that gives you a sense of the, the wider community's uh, you know, support of this principle. Within our schools, I, that, I'm sure I think it would be much higher. People make a choice. They vote with their wallets. They vote with their feet when they come to, to our schools. What we're asking for is they, they vote with their ballot on Saturday in a way that actually supports what they've done in choosing our schools. Now, the Flyers went home, I imagine, with children in their school bags and parents will have looked at those Flyers. Has there been any sort of reaction or feedback that you're able to let us in on that perhaps parents are saying, I didn't realise this was happening and thank you for informing me? What were sort of responses that you have received from people who've received that Flyer? I have to say we haven't uh, in our office received a lot of responses and I've spoken to a couple of, only a couple of schools who uh, have indicated to me as being fairly well, uh, very favourably received by parents um, in making them aware of, of some of these issues and certainly the um, the Facebook page, Valued Voices Oz, um, has been uh, building up its membership as people have got, come on board, want to connect and, and uh, be part of a broader campaign as we keep people updated and informed around these issues, not just up to the election, but beyond as the, the Parliament starts to discuss it over the, the coming months. You've had a voice to the Prime Minister and the Leader of the Opposition. What's your message to others who may be candidates or maybe community leaders uh, who have some influence when it comes to uh, mums and dads and families and uh, talking about education in our schools and our communities, those things that make our communities great. What's your advice to those who perhaps are quiet on the issue right now? Uh, because the election, just a couple of days away, uh, what are you hoping that people will actually do in these next couple of days? certainly encourage people to, A, be thinking and prayerfully thinking about how they're going to vote, but also having the courage to talk to their friends, their, their neighbours, and asking questions about these issues. Um, it may not be the sort of barbecue stopper as John Howard used to talk about. Um, I, I can't uh, imagine the people are going to be, be talking about their religious freedom over a barbecue on, on Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon, but it is the sort of thing that we need to be thinking about more than those election promises with lots of dolls attached. This is about our fundamental freedoms, what we are as a society, how we're going to continue as a society, and how we're going to live with each other in that spirit of a fair go that sort of underpins who we are as a country. These are important questions we need to start to find ways to discuss with people um, and have that sort of civil debate that underpins a good, robust democracy. Mark, good getting your insights and just reinforcing for listeners that Christian Schools Australia is taking that unprecedented step of urging parents with children in its schools around the nation to vote according to their religious values. 
There is a website and no doubt people will be able to read any releases that you have put out of recent times at csa.edu.au. That's Christian Schools Australia, csa.edu.au. Mark Spencer is the Executive Officer for Policy, Governance and Staff Relations at Christian Schools Australia. Mark, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts with us today on 2020. Pleasure as always, Neil. Thanks. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.